Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups, and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds, and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, folks, welcome back to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Thanks for joining me again for this week's featured picks. If you're a new listener, what I'm doing here is breaking down the matchups head to head, looking at comparable tracks and breaking them down with some averaging. And what this does is give us a big picture of how these drivers look on particular tracks. So this week we've got what is a short flat track. So let's take a look at the final race matchups for the year of 2022. Starting on top with Ross Chastain versus Chase Elliott. Then we've got Christopher Bell going up against Joey Logano. Danny Hamlin in the 11 car versus Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. And the 5 car Kyle Larson versus the 18 of Kyle Busch. So back to the top, let's take a look at Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott. In their career stats, Ross has eight races run. Chase, he's got 13 races run. Ross, he finishes in the top five 12.5% of the time. That's one top five finish out of eight races. Chase Elliott, he has five top fives in 13 races. That puts him up there in the top five 38.46% of the time. Ross also has that single top 10, also a 12.5% chance at that top 10. Chase, he's got eight top 10s. He finishes up there in the top 10, 61.54% of his races. DNFs has Ross Chastain with the big fat goose egg, none. Chase, he does have one there, so that leads to 8% of his runs. Looking at their laps led, Ross Chastain has a small handful, 26.6 laps led over those eight races, which amounts to 3.3 laps led per race. Chase, he's got 546 laps led. That equals 42 laps led per race. Looking at Ross Chastain's average finish at Phoenix, he comes in 20.5, and Chase's average finish comes in at a 10.7. Ross still has no win at the track, and Chase, he does have one win that is in 7.69% of his races. All right, moving on from their career stats in Phoenix to take a look at some comparable tracks. Looking at Phoenix earlier this year, Richmond, New Hampshire, Gateway, and Nashville. Putting heavier emphasis on Phoenix, Richmond, and New Hampshire. So starting off with New Hampshire, Ross Chastain, he finished up there in the second place with a 103.7 driver rating. Chase, he finished in the 11th spot, but he had a better driver rating with a 121.7. So we call that a wash. At Richmond, Ross Chastain, he finished in the 18th position. Chase, he finished in the 5th position. Ross's New Hampshire driver rating is an 88.4, and Chase, he came up with a 101.4. So looking at New Hampshire, looks like Elliott takes this one again. Rossi finished in the eighth position with an 86.5 driver rating. New Hampshire has Elliott with a P2 and a 121.3 driver rating. And Gateway, Ross Chastain, he beats out Elliott here with an eighth place finish and an 89.7 driver rating. Elliott struggled with a 21st place finish and a 60.9 driver rating. Now at Nashville, Ross Chastain, he came in fifth place with a 109.4 driver rating, which was not bad, but Elliott, he came home P1 
with a 122.3 driver rating. Now I'll take all these tracks and average them together so we get a bigger picture of how things look head to head. So now after averaging Phoenix, Richmond, New Hampshire, Gateway, and Nashville, Ross Chastain comes up with an average finish of 8.2. Chase Elliott, his average comes up at 8.0. Ross Chastain's driver rating comes up to a average of 95.54. Chase Elliott, his driver rating averages out at a 105.52. Chase has been predominantly better throughout the season on the short flats, Richmond and New Hampshire particularly. Those two tracks are the closest, like I said, comparable to Phoenix. And after eliminating Gateway in Nashville, where Chase had a less than stellar run, it only improves his position, mostly because of his win there at Nashville. Chastain did get that P2 finish in the spring at Phoenix, but Elliott's driver rating reflects better. And without any mistakes, I feel the nine could bring home the trophy this weekend. Rowdy's pick, Chase Elliott in that nine car. All right, our second featured matchup, the 20 car of Christopher Bell versus the 22 car of Joey Logano. Bell, he's got five races run at Phoenix. Logano, he has 27 runs at the track. Looking at their top five and top 10 finishes, C. Bell, he doesn't have any top fives to note. Logano, he has seven. That puts him up there in 25.93% of his races. Top tens, Christopher Bell, he has two. That is 40% of his runs, two out of five. And top tens has Chase Elliott finishing 55.56% of the time with 15 out of 27 top tens. C. Bell has no DNFs. But Joey Logano has had four. That's 15% of his runs at the track. Laps led puts Christopher Bell at once again a big fat goose egg. Joey Logano has 721 laps led at the track. That equals 26.7 laps led per race. Average finish, C. Bell comes in at 17. Logano at a 13.1. Bell has yet to win at the track, while Logano does have two wins that equals 7.41% of his races. Now let's take a look at the races earlier this season at Phoenix. Seabell, he came up with a 26th place run on his first go with a 68.2 driver rating. Logano beats him out, finishing in P8 with a 96.8 driver rating. Looking at Richmond, Seabell, he finished in P2 with a 92.5 driver rating. Logano, he came in sixth place with a 131.4 driver rating. So Bell with a better finish, Logano with a better driver rating. We call that a wash. New Hampshire, C. Bell came in P1 with a 115.9 driver rating, and Logano struggled coming in the 24th spot with a 93.9 driver rating on the day. He ran well, but finished bad. All right, now looking back at Gateway, Christopher Bell, he came in P9 with a 96.8 driver rating, and Logano beats him out on both finish position and driver rating by coming home with that trophy and a 118.1 driver rating. Looking at Nashville, C. Bell tops the list here with a finish position of P8, a driver rating of 93.1, where Logano finished in ninth place with an 83 driver rating. Averaging all the tracks together puts Christopher Bell's average finish position at 9.2, Joey Logano's at a 9.6. Averaging the driver ratings puts Christopher Bell at a 93.3, Joey Logano at a 104.64. So this whole matchup here is just back and forth, a wash here and a wash there. So it seems this matchup is the one I'm struggling with the most. Logano has the numbers in his favor, and he has had a couple weeks to prepare for this race. However, the 20 car has been able to step up to the plate and deliver when most needed, and looking at the two tracks that most resemble Phoenix, Bell had way better finishes. Logano has better driver rating, but this is about who finishes ahead of whom, 
and Bell's average finish numbers are better. Driver rating only helps determine how well the driver performed. The finish is what we're looking for today. Keeping a close eye on practice and qualifying should better help with this one, but until then, Seabell is Rowdy's pick. Alright, our third featured matchup. We've got Denny Hamlin in the 11 car versus Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. Denny's got 34 races run at the track. Ryan, he has 13. Denny finishes in the top 5 in 47.06% of his runs with 16 out of 34 top 5 finishes. Blaney finishes in the top 5 in 30.77 of his runs with 4 out of 13. So that goes towards Denny's favor. Top 10s, Denny has a 58.82% top 10 average with 20 finishes in 34 races. Blaney, he's got eight top 10s. That puts him up at 61.54% to finish up there in the top 10. So he betters Denny there. Looking at their DNFs, Denny has issues in 3% of his races coming up with one DNF. And Blaney, he's had issues in 15% of his runs with two DNFs. Hamlin has led 854 laps, equaling 25.12 laps led per race. And Blaney has 320, that equals out to 24.62 laps led per race. So both of them prove they know how to get to the front and race up there. Denny's average finish is a 10.6 to Ryan Blaney's 13.5. And Denny does have two wins at the track, that is 5.88% of his runs. Blaney, he still has yet to win here. Alright, looking back at Phoenix earlier this spring, Denny Hamlin finished in the 13th place, Ryan Blaney P4. Hamlin had a driver rating of 77.1, and Blaney beats him out with a 131.2 driver rating. At Richmond, Denny Hamlin takes this one with a P4 finish and a 121.5 driver rating. Blaney, he had a P10 and a 104.4 driver rating. Still not a bad run on the day. New Hampshire, Denny takes this one again. He finished P6 with a 91 driver rating. Blaney, he finished in the 18th spot with a 62.5 driver rating. Rough day for him. Looking at Gateway, Denny Hamlin had problems finishing in 34th with a driver rating of 72.5. Ryan Blaney finished P4 with a 118.2 driver rating. Looking at Nashville, Denny comes up with a better driver rating. Blaney comes up with a better average finish. Hamlin finishing P6, Blaney P3. Hamlin's driver rating at a 131.2 to Blaney's 98.6. All right, after we average everything together here, Hamlin, he comes in an average finish position of 12.6 with a driver rating of 98.66. And Blaney beats him out in both categories with a 7.8 average finish and a 102.98 driver rating. Now, if I eliminate Gateway in Nashville, it does change things a bit. Denny comes out on top with a much better average finish where Blaney takes the driver rating, just by a slim margin. So. Until I see some practice times, I'm locking in the 11 car as Rowdy's pick. And taking a look at our final matchup for the week, the 5 car Kyle Larson versus the 18 Kyle Busch. Kyle Larson has 16 runs at Phoenix. Kyle Busch has 34 runs at Phoenix. Larson, he finishes in the top 5 in 37.5% of his races with 6 out of 16 top 5 finishes. Kyle Busch, his top 5 finish average is a 35.29. Kyle Larson a little higher there. Top 10s. Kyle Larson finishes in 56.25% of his races. Kyle Busch, he comes in top 10 in 70.59% of his races. That's 24 top 10s out of 34. Pretty good number there. Looking at their DNFs, Kyle Larson has two. That is 13% of his runs. Kyle Busch, he has one. That is 3% of his runs. 
Lap sled, Kyle Larson has 181, which averages out to 11.3 per race. Kyle Busch has 1,190 laps led. That averages out to 35 laps led per race. Larson's average finish at the track is 12.4, and Busch is a 10.7. Larson does have one win, that is 6.25% of his runs. And Kyle Busch, he has three wins, that is 8.82% of his runs. Looking back at Phoenix earlier this year, Larson, he finished P34 with a 76.9 driver rating. He had engine troubles. Kyle Busch, he came in P7 with a driver rating of 87.3. At Richmond, Larson has a worse average finish of 14th, but a better average driver rating of 101.8. Kyle Busch came in P9 with a 78.9 driver rating. New Hampshire, Larson came in 14th with a 92.7 driver rating. Kyle Busch a little bit better with a P12 finish, but his driver rating lacked compared to Larson with a 77.2. Gateway, Kyle Busch beats out Larson here. Larson comes in P12 with a 79.4. Kyle Busch finished P2 with a 135.4 driver rating. He had a good day, probably his best of the season. Nashville, Larson, he finished P4 with a driver rating of 98.2. Kyle Busch, he came in 21st but his driver rating trumps Larson's with a 101.3. Averaging this all together, Kyle Larson comes in with a 15.6 average finish position. Kyle Busch comes in at a 10.2 finish position. Driver ratings averaged out has Kyle Larson at 89.8 and Kyle Busch at 96.02. Now all the numbers clearly favor Kyle Busch in this matchup, but looking at the 18 car's recent performance, I am not comfortable going in that direction. If I eliminate the first Phoenix race where Larson had his engine issues, the matchup becomes a tie in average finish and a close match in driver rating with Bush having a slight edge. However, there seems to be issues with the 18 team late in the season, so I'm going with Larson for this matchup. Larson still has a playoff goal of getting that owner's championship and I think he means to do it. Rowdy's pick, Kyle Larson. All right, before we move on to the sports books and see how the casinos have the top 10 listed, let's take a look at my season average. Rowdy Dragon had a bad week last week. For all intents and purposes, it was a 50%er. I was looking at uh, three out of four, but uh, that little move that Chastain pulled cost me. But it was worth every cent. We won't be able to pay to see that again. So anyway, coming up with that 50% this week, that dropped me down from 68, 1% down to 67 doesn't look like I'll be able to hit that 70% mark, even if I four out of four this week, but 67, still not that bad. That's money in the pocket. All right, now let's take a look over at the sports books. Let's take a look and see what the casinos have listed here for top 10. Starting on the top, they have Chase Elliott sitting on the top at plus 250 at BetMGM and BetRivers. In the second spot, Christopher Bell is sitting at plus 350. You can find him there at Bet Rivers. In the fourth spot, you've got Ross Chastain. He's listed at plus 450, and you can only find that value at FanDuel. Joey Logano, he's also listed at 450, also only at FanDuel. Really looking at the top four, their odds are really short. The books are all over the place on these guys this weekend. Looking at the fifth spot, Kyle Larson sitting at plus 1500. Obviously his odds would be much shorter if he was a playoff contender. So I'm not sure how the uh, casinos are thinking here because it is not implied that any of the top four guys will win this weekend, especially given what Kyle Larson has on his table going for that driver's championship. 
Anyway, I digress. Kyle Larson, he's listed at 15 to 1. That's plus 1,500. And you can find him at Valley Bet and DraftKings for that value. Next, Denny Hamlin, listed plus 1,800. FanDuel, DraftKings, and Valley Bet. Ryan Blaney is listed at plus 2,200. That's 22 to 1 odds. You can only find that over at FanDuel. Looking at the eighth driver, Kevin Harvick, he's listed at plus 2,500. You can find him over at DraftKings and BallyBet. And William Byron comes up next. Lord William is listed at plus 3,800, only on FanDuel. And your last spot in the 10th position, you've got Martin Truex Jr. He's listed at plus 4,000, only at BallyBet. So it looks like FanDuel's the one that's taking the uh, bull by the horns this weekend with some of the longer odds for some of these drivers. I see some great values amongst drivers who can easily top 10 or win. The odds are really much longer than expected. It may be because the top contenders will probably fill four of the top 10 spots, but it seems the casinos are poo-pooing anyone who hasn't made it into the final race as a playoff contender, because the odds jump quite a bit when you get away from the top four. Here's a couple examples. Kevin Harvick at plus 2,500. That's 25 to 1. That's a crazy good bet for an outright. A guy that's got nine wins at the track, that's a bet I'll take all day. Truex, listed at plus 4,000. One buck will get you 40. It's easily worth the shot. Those odds are much too long. He has been hit or miss lately, but just too long for someone who can easily get to the front. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a few long shot guys who can get it done with odds like 100 to 1. You got guys like Suarez, Bowman, Amarola, and Keselowski. They're all good bets. I wouldn't go as far as to say any of them win, but top 10 is most certainly possible here. All four are listed at plus 160. Now for my win pick, I don't see any reason the 20 car can't make it happen once again. His current playoff run has been very Stewart-esque. It reminds me of the year Stewart won his final cup battle going head to head against Carl Edwards with multiple wins during that chase season. It may be the 20 team has found a little something or maybe serendipity has played a role. Either way, it is certainly possible for the 20 car to come home with his first cup this Sunday. Okay, well that wraps it up for the 2022 season and Rowdy Dragons NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. I hope you all have uh, made a few dollars in your pocket and I appreciate you all coming and having a listen. I am rather new to the whole podcasting thing, producing and editing. I make my own music tracks over here um, and it's a lot of work, stuff that I've never done before. So I'm hoping that all this stuff turns out well. And uh, if you have any input, if there's something that you might want to hear, or if I'm going a little long on the head-to-head odds, I can shorten things up. We'll work on that in the offseason. But shoot me a uh, DM over there on Twitter, at the Rowdy Dragon, or Facebook. You can find Rowdy Dragon over there. But either way, I have over 20 years of fantasy experience behind me, so I thought I would put this out there for you this year. And I do plan on coming back next year and putting all this back out there again just looking for possibly different format to work with so it's a little easier to understand in the end so anyway i hope this helped you out for the latter part of the season this was my 22nd podcast of this season and i'm hoping to hit all 36 next year before i bid you all a good off season i do want to give thanks to toby christie the man who runs the operation at tobychristie.com for allowing me to put all this good content out for you. And if you haven't gone to his website to check out all the information there, that's where I get a lot of my information, loop data, everything you want to look for for NASCAR. It's right there. So check out tobychristie.com. He's got a lot of good stuff going on on that page. 
It's just filled with NASCAR goodness. Go check it out. So once again, I want to thank everybody for taking the time and uh, listening over here to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. I hope you all have a great off-season. But before you get to that off-season, go out there and make some money over there at Phoenix. Enjoy your off-season. See you at Daytona in the spring.